0: FM podcast this is Scott Kesterson and tonight you're listening to wealth in the age of collapse this war is real fighting is everything even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword Conviction. Righteousness. Ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Friday, March 25th, so happy Friday to everybody. I'll do Fridays, man. This is nice. It's kind of the wind down of the week. It's been an intense week this week. We're going to get in tonight to a little bit of discussion about wealth and what that looks like, especially in an age when the dollar is collapsing, some of the things to be considering. So I guess I'll preface this before we start tonight. I'm not a financial advisor. I do not wear a suit and tie. I do not pretend to work on Wall Street. I do not wear a white coat and I am not a doctor. So (laughs) hopefully that works, but I will tell you this, I can be a pillow counselor and just for that, you're going to get to hear this, mypillow.com, mypillow.com is the place to go for all your best sleep needs. And Bards Nation has its own special landing page, which is MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. And that's where all the latest specials are posted. And it's an awesome little page that we're very blessed to have. Thanks to all you great patriots that have supported a great company with a great CEO, Mike Lindell, who's a patriot, who's a Christian, and he's fought like heck for this nation in liberty. MyPillow.com has amazing products. And I testify that personally because I use so many of them you can use those products and get those products for yourself if you go to mypillow.com or mypillow.com forward slash bards. Use your promo code Bards and take advantage of some amazing savings. 60% off on Giza sheets. Giza sheet Giza cotton sheets are absolutely stunning. And they are they really do make a difference in your sleep. The MyPillow Classic, down as low as 1998. And now they have a Giza Cotton pillow, an amazing pillow. You have my slippers. You've got, which are 50% off. You've got sleepwear as low as 50% off. They've got mattresses, mattress toppers. It's like a bed, bath, and beyond online, all driven by a great company and a true American company. So you can use your code, BARDS code, B A R D S, for all those great savings. And you can use that same promo code on the frankspeech.com site, on the My Store site, and of course the MyPillow.com site. And You will also right now get a special copy of Mike Lindell's book when you use your promo code, his story of how he went from addict to being one of America's greatest CEOs. And all of that can be yours with the promo code. And if you want to speak to a real person, dial 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939, and you shall speak to a Patriot Pillow Counselor. And I don't think they wear a white coat either. But they're cool, and they'll take care of you, and you'll have all your sleep needs taken care of. So again, mypillow.com forward slash bards. A lot's been going on today, as normal, and I'll go through just a few things that are of interest. The Aramco facility in Saudi Arabia was hit with a missile. It's kind of it kind of causes things to blow up, and I think it was the Houthi rebels that hit that. There's a big war going on between Yemen and. Saudi Arabia. And of course, we're giving all the weapons to Saudi Arabia while they starve out their population. And starvation is it really is becoming a new weapon system. I think that's important to understand. Starvation and water, there's going to be kind of your two big things that are coming at us. And it's something to remember. Take a listen to this short clip here of and it's got a, a it's got a loop at the end of it. So just listen closely. You're not going to miss what Biden says. I'll tell you that.
1: Did you all catch what Joe Biden slipped up and said yesterday? He said they spoke about how they could increase and spread more rapidly food shortages.
2: But we had a long discussion uh, in the G7 with uh, um, the uh, with both. Uh, The United States, which has is a significant, the third largest producer of wheat in the world, as well as Canada, which is also a major major producer, and we both talked about how we could increase and disseminate more rapidly food food shortages, and we both talked about how we could increase and disseminate more rapidly food food shortages, and we both talked about how we could increase and disseminate more rapidly food food shortages. I think I got that.
0: I <laughs> hope you got it too. We we uh, want to know how we could increase and disseminate more food shortages. That is part of the plan for their plan because this is a scorched earth policy. We're living under the umbrella, which is kind of ironic. This is like we were, I was working with Duncan last night, kilted Christian online. We were working on a dig on resident evil and that's an interesting whole dig It leads to the the lead actress, by the way, in Resident Evil, if you haven't seen that, the lead actress is was born in Kiev, and when Duncan was doing some searches last night, in the city in in the in the uh, in Resident Evil is called Raccoon City, which is interesting because Ra Ra is is the god of the sun. That's what they worship, as in Raccoon, and. There's some other dark stuff that comes out of that too, which I'm not going to get into tonight. And then you've got Raccoon City. When Duncan was googling or whatever, searching for Raccoon City, he kept it kept taking him to Ukraine, the current Ukraine war in Kiev, which is really strange. In fact, it would say Raccoon City, and then under it, it would say fighting in Kiev. Just bizarre. So there's, but the whole idea behind that. Resident Evil is bioweapons labs. And the Umbrella Corporation is this uncorporation that's a bioweapons or a bar- big pharma bioengineering firm that has taken over governments in the world. Sounds familiar, right? I mean, the whole thing, the only thing that we don't have yet are like the big monsters with their brain out of their head and the zombies, not yet anyway. We'll have to see where that goes. It's going to be interesting. But I'm sure they'll have something for us and we won't be disappointed because they haven't disappointed yet. Take a listen to this real quick about gas and how oil's not going anywhere anytime soon. Explain to me how you're going to do it. How are you going to get oil out of your life by 2030? Not going to happen. Impossible. Even if everyone on the planet stopped driving tomorrow and stopped using oil for vehicles tomorrow, there's still everything else. The case for your phone, plastic. The dash of your electric vehicle Plastic. Your toothbrush. Plastic. Many of your clothes, polyester. Plastic. The carpets you're standing on in your home. Plastic. Those are all made from oil. Every single one of them. If you think that you're getting rid of that by 2030, (laughs) you may be a special kind of stupid. (laughs) I think that's probably true. Sometimes people say it better than me. They just say it. It's good. Oh, by the way, the Umbrella Corporation from the Resident Evil—that logo is actually the logo of the Maltese Cross, which is a real interesting dig. If you want to start getting into that, and there's some pretty good pieces around about the whole MK Ultra part of that too. If you don't, I don't know how much you know about MK Ultra, and we'll we'll get into some of this next week. I'm going to put together a show on this, but umbrellas are part of MK Ultra. If you watched what was going on in Portland. With some of the Antifa, there was always people walking around with umbrellas, and it's a there's some I don't I'm still kind of digging into it, but there is umbrellas are used to control them and to move them in and out of the MK Ultra space. So that there's a lot of weird stuff in that Resident Evil. If you get a chance to watch some clips and you want to go like, oh, there you go, right there. That's that's a good. Make sure and do it like just before bed or something. that'll give you some here. Here's some straight up goofball stuff. Listen to this stuff. I love this. It's like, like, you know, the the way we are on the internet these days, if it's on the internet, it's true, you know? And it's like, we have green screen going on with Zelensky. who's probably sitting up in Baltimore in an underground bunker. Cause we probably funded him to get out of there while he pretends to be in Ukraine. And it's all green screen nonsense, right? Russians have released a, a number of people that they lost. It's, Pretty significant. I think they, they said they lost about 1,200 people, which is, and about 3,600 were actually injured. So there is some real issues, according to what they're saying. Um, but from everything we're hearing, the Ukraine government is completely collapsed. There's nothing left. The Russians have full control of the country the way they is intended to. And of course, we've got the pedophiles racing to Pol- Poland. And of course, you have the deep state losing its mind because their center of gravity between money laundering and corruption is all falling apart. And that's, we're going to lead to that tonight because we're going to talk a little bit about what wealth looks like. But listen to this. This is a, <laughs> it's just a, I, uh, whatever. just listen.
3: Hello. We've just arrived from America to Donbass. We're from all over America. I'm from Texas. My friend here is from Detroit, we got people here from Minnesota and all other areas of America. We are here to fight against globalism and the New World Order. We are here to fight the Ukrainian Nazis. Russia is the last place on Earth that fights against liberalism, the globalism, and the New World Order that is destroying America. If you are a brother of ours from America or from Canada, or from Europe and you came to fight on the side of the Nazis in Ukraine, you best turn around and go back home because we are going to be coming. And when we meet on that battlefield, then all bets are off. So you need
0: Woohoo, America, baby. That's what I want to know. America, right there. America going over to fight with the Ruskies, with Putin's forces to kill the Nazis. That's what we we all need to get involved in this thing, I'll tell you. As you know, Babylon B was suspended on Twitter for congratulating <laughs> the man of the year. It was actually a woman. Twitter took offense to it. That's good. But um, hey, you know, before we dig into anything else, I think you just need to hear this piece. It just speaks for itself. Two minutes, 20 or two minutes, 12 seconds or so. I, I think it just sums everything else up so
1: well. You'll know who it is guy that supports the current thing and right now the current thing that i support with all my heart is ukraine uh the the flag's upside down really oh i thought the i thought the yellow went on top anytime there's a single narrative being pervasively broadcast with no room for dissent you know it's got to be true i get on board real quick here's my new profile pic It's been a long couple of years of tirelessly virtue-signaling about different things, but I'm not gonna slow down. Stay at home to slow the spread. (laughs) I still haven't left. (laughs) Two weeks for life, baby. Then it was defund the police, then build back better with Hunter's dad, then get the shot, get the booster, and then get another booster, and then get the third booster, and now it's all about supporting Ukraine. Yeah, I'm starting a movement to defund the trees cause trees are still growing in Russia and that's not right. I've taken painstaking efforts to investigate the Ukraine-Russia situation. of my research involves me sitting in front of the TV with my eyes open and my thinking suspended. Now, surprisingly, what my research has concluded is true is exactly what the news has told me is true. To be informed, you got to turn the TV on and your mind off. This situation is not complex. Here's what I've learned. Ukraine is good and Russia is bad. It's that simple. There's really no nuance to this situation. Hey John, will you denounce Russia? Why? Because I'll burn your house down if you don't. All right, Russians are bad people. Thank you. Oh yeah, we should totally go to war, especially as long as it's other people's children going over to die. But World War Three? think about it. There's no downside and everyone loves a trilogy. When I'm not washing my own thinking from my brain with the latest breaking news, I spend a lot of time trolling companies online to get them to suspend operations in Russia. Yeah, thanks to people like me putting relentless anger-fueled pressure on them, McDonald's isn't serving people in Russia anymore. Devastating! Like, what's gonna happen to the Russians when they're not constantly eating the most unhealthy food on the planet? (laughs) They'll probably get weaker.
0: Yeah, they'll get weaker, all right. (laughs) JP's awesome, man. I'm telling you, he's got it going, and it puts the best image on the whole thing. So that's pretty much where we are with the insanity of the day. But that also means that we still have a lot of changes coming, and I do believe it's important that we keep our eye on all of this and watch how things are starting to unravel. These people we're dealing with in power are very uh, let's say evil would be an understatement. And we've touched on the children issue a couple of times this week, fairly intensely. And there's a lot to be done in this time. Now, I want to address something before we go here, uh, before we get deeper into this, because there's about some emails today really pushing back. And one of them even starts out something like, uh, You don't take criticism well. I take criticism very well. What I don't take well is people's inaction or snarkiness. And, um, there is a, there's a real, there has been an interesting rise in comments about people saying they, you know, that I've been pushing hard to do more and for more accountability. And then I get these, a lot of these comments of, well, what do we do? What do we do? And I have to be honest. I mean, at this point in time, if you've been following the channel for over any length of time, and I mean like three months or more. If you haven't heard the constant discussion about the mechanisms that we've been framing out to make this possible, I'm a little bit at a loss. The one thing about this channel that I can tell you is I live what I say. And that was an accusation that was made today. And I'm just going to address it that I need to flip tables and show people how to flip tables. So I just want to point out a few things. And this isn't to toot my horn, but that is exactly what I've tried to do with this entire channel to lead the way so that it isn't just, I can't stand just words. So when people say things like this, they are quite literally ignoring what's right before them and probably defending their inaction. It's probably more appropriate. So, Part of this whole thing was last year, as you know, I mean, we started about two years ago and starting county by county, was to develop a framework which was a seven pillar framework home churches, homeschooling, patriot gardens, right work, health and wellness, informed action, and then we get into um, conservation and stewardship. And so I've spent the last 18 months, addressing all of those in my own personal life. And I would hope everyone else has too, because those are the fundamental things of taking action in our own counties. I could understand the sense of overwhelming nature of these news articles and the sort of strategic things that we talk about. But this channel, as God has blessed it, has become a channel that is international. And I try to make that channel as personal as possible for everybody, but it speaks to an audience worldwide. We, by the way, are now at 23 million downloads this week. That's thanks to all of you. 23 million downloads, which is unbelievable. And that happened on Monday. I forgot to announce it, but we we broke 23 million. We're in over 120 countries. One of the largest growth markets in this channel right now, believe it or not, is Japan, which I was really surprised that. I saw that the other day. Canada has been, is our second most, United States, obviously, and Canada is our second most listened to. We have listeners in every single state and every single province between Canada and the United States. That's massive. We have listeners in every single, I don't know what you call them, states, I guess, In in Australia. We have listeners throughout the entire UK. Those are your top right there, your top four listening places. And Japan is number five. We have listeners in Mexico. We've got listeners all through South America. We have listeners in Russia, in Ukraine. It's it's amazing. And that's just a God's gift. So when I start talking about like I start with that first pillar in home churches, a lot of the way God's placed it on me is this this is part of building that Ecclesia and Ecclesia is a key word because Christ used that. And the seven pillars of County by County to loop back to the entire title of the show tonight, which is the wealth in the age of collapse are building that concept of wealth of what wealth really is and what it's going to become. We, we are very refined in our thinking that wealth is only dollars but wealth is a richness of many things, and we're going to need that richness and understanding of value as this dollar-type, federal dollar reserve currency begins to collapse. So First Pillar Home Churches, my version of that is what we do here. Homeschooling. I have homeschooled before, and there is a friend of ours that homeschools, and I provide what I can, to little things, just to help them hopefully move them along a little bit and where they can. And they're doing a fantastic job. I'm not taking any credit for what they're doing. I'm just saying, but my point is if you don't, I've said all along, if you don't homeschool, see if you can at least provide a little assistance to somebody who is, that's a big deal. So I do live that. When we talk about Patriot Gardens, one of the things I've taken very seriously is food sustainability. In my house in town, we're approaching this year, we should be able to grow 60% or more of the food that we consume in less than a quarter of an acre on a backyard. That has taken a tremendous amount of time and investment, which I do all around the 19 shows I do each week. So I'm trying to really point out here that when we, if it seems like all I do is shows, it may seem like that because I'm three times a day, three days a week, twice on Saturday, actually four on on Thursday, twice on Saturday, one on Sunday. There's a reason I don't put, sleep in the category of lots because I don't. I squeeze every minute out of the day I can. And I, I live in a world where I expect that out of myself. And it probably comes through on the show that I push that way because that's all I've ever known. I don't grow up and never allowed myself to be one that needs a stroke on the back to say, good job. I've always strived to be, push myself to higher levels. That's the way my father raised me. And my parents raised me, and that's the way I've always done. I've had the opportunity in my life to work around and with and alongside of Olympic-level athletes to train with that. I've had the opportunity to work around world-class photographers who have all mentored me. Everything I've done, I've had the opportunity to touch the space of what greatness means in achievement. And when you set those bars high, you push as hard as you can. And I will tell you honestly, that's how I approach this current state of affairs in the war because every single one of us, in my opinion, has that obligation to do that because what we're what we're who we're serving is God. So of all these things that we're going through right now, there is a a a lot of push that needs to happen. And it it isn't comfortable for people to think about how I'm not doing enough. I don't think as a as a population we are doing enough especially when we look at the kids. I'm not, and I've said this many times to clarify, I'm not putting that on Bards Nation, but I, at the same time, we should take it on as Bards Nation because we, there is no one else picking up the slack. There are people out here on point going, helping with the kids. There are some people out here helping with elderly, but there's not enough. And what's that going to take to fix those problems? And this is where I divert, and you've heard me say, if we're sitting back waiting for God to come in and fix it for us, then why are we here? What's our function then? There has to be a point in time when we come together as people and we're building a communal connection between one another that puts aside our differences of the walls of the church and goes to that place of the using the word that Christ himself used, which was ecclesia, which is to build, which is what Bar's Nation essentially has become, thanks to God. When it comes to So my point of my own life is to try to model all these things out in county by county. And I would say that the weakest one in that, in the whole list of things right there, that I the weakest one is just the informed action as far as like running for office. Because I literally don't have time. But I do meet with our sheriff. I do meet with community leaders. And I do continue to do that. And as you know, we're also now building out Another space, this is that 80 acres, and there's a community up in that space that I'm working with to try to build in a whole new community, which is about 30 miles from the house, to start building out a new relationship, new community, new support network, and all that's happening too. The The point that we're in right now is it's going to take everybody to dedicate completely to this war, or we're just not going to win it. And it has to be a transformation in the way we see life and ultimately what wealth and value becomes. We're at the cusp of humanity. So when I have people writing me saying, what do we do? There's the seven pillars of county by county. And by the way, we're working very hard right now with CloudHub to have online starting next week where there's going to be featured programs over there, live streams with Q&A on All the aspects of county by county. And if all goes well, that'll launch the first one next week, end of next week. Everybody has to use the gifts and talents that they're given, whatever that is. That's a critical part of wealth and value in our life. And if we're not listening closely to God, we're not going to be able to walk that. The question I think that people need to ask that, well, especially those that are telling me to model my life like it. I'm like, okay, sure. Well the question I, w- I would ask back always is what are you are you serving yourself or are you serving as God wants you to serve and how and if you aren't listening to God and in this next coming phase if we don't have that intimate listening to God and hearing what he wants us to do it's going to be pretty rough and I would say if there's one thing that I value deeply is that everything that I do I'm listening and checking in and listening and checking in with God it has to be like that and that's where this whole county by county thing takes on an amazing level of depth and resilience. And it becomes one of the most radical things that has been done because it's individual. It's driven by God and it's framed on seven critical pillars that help that can be tailored to your life and help shape the sovereignty of each of our homes. So what does wealth and the in the age of collapse look like? We're very attached to a money world. And while we have bills and we should be working to try to get ourselves out of debt as much as possible, especially in your critical areas of house and home, home and transportation, wealth is going to transform itself pretty radically. There was a really good piece, and I haven't listened to him for a while for a lot of reasons, but Cliff Hyde did a really good analysis the other day, if you can endure his ramblings, on the fall of the dollar. And I have to agree with him on a lot of points that we're looking, there is going to be a pretty rough three-year period, roughly, is what I think, maybe five. But the collapse of the Federal Reserve dollar is going to lead to a sovereign currency at some point, and that collapse is going to open up many, many opportunities to relieve be relieved of debt, because the debt system is what the Federal Reserve currency is built on. And when that collapses, so goes with it a lot of the debt. Indirectly, ironically, that starts to sound a whole lot like Nisera Jisera, but without getting the wealth of millions of dollars in your account, which is nonsense anyway, because if that happened, then no one would work. God isn't trying to make a world where people are more apathetic than they already are. We need to be more engaged, which is a lot of the theme I talk about in going back to go forward. In this principle of time where we are, and this asking the questions of what do we do? Talking last night about children, what do we do? I'll give you a few things, and I guess the point that I come at sometimes is I'm kind of stunned when people ask this because I guess what has happened, and and I am honestly I have a blind spot to this. The society has so effectively used its brainwashing across the mass spectrum of people that the creativity of action has been pretty much neutered from what we would call the conservative or right movement. If you look at what the left is doing, they are always very engaged and active, and they're much better at it than the right, which is unfortunate because if we brought the two sides together and got rid of the differences that were manufactured by the same enemy, we'd be a pretty powerful force. One of the things when we talk about key topics and we start talking about churches, and if you're involved in a church, I there has to be more community action. If your extent of the church is just going to Bible study and showing up at the church, the question I'm going to ask you is what is that doing? Not for you, but what is that doing for the community as God and Christ would want it? I know some churches that do some really good on the ground work. I've mentioned it before, Tony Wood down in Orange County. His, they do a lot of, in the community, door-to-door work, building out the reach. That's, that's the, the discipleship we need. And it has, I think it even has to go further than that because we're gonna have to start addressing the issues that are gonna be critical in our in our world. But there's, there's an action item to bring to your church and start demanding change. When we start talking about in your local community, And we start talking about meeting with your sheriff. I've talked about that many times. How many people have literally sat down and met with their sheriff? I know a few. And it's extremely important to get to be involved with your sheriff, to let your sheriff know where you sit and understand where they sit. And that community action level, taking responsibility, all of these things are building wealth within your community. Okay? Because wealth... And values, wealth and value, not values plural, but wealth and value is going to pivot on the way it affects our quality of life. And so simply taking a world when we are down and we are falling in an economy that's collapsing, and it is, don't kid yourself, gas is well over $6 a gallon in California locally here in my own market, it's gone up from three something last month to about 465 now. Tremendous increases in costs. Basic cost of living between food and gas is ranging at about 55% inflation. Just the basic lunches, I was looking at this today, like wraps and sandwiches and these sorts of things that people are buying for for lunches at work have gone up on the average of 17 to 20%. This is the real inflation you're encountering now. So the money part of the economy is falling apart. We, our principal issue, and I've talked about this a lot, I'm, I'm pointing this out because it's a combination of questions that come to the same point. What is wealth and what is value in, in the communities that you live? And somehow there's a disconnect between that and I don't know what to do. Well, I guess the first question I'd always ask somebody is like, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to flip tables. I don't know what this, I'm happy to provide examples. I do many things myself. When people look to me and say, what are you doing? So I can model it. You can model anything I want. If you're, if you're willing to work 18 hours a day and I know others that do the same and you're willing to give that effort to where everything you're doing is towards that. I'd be glad to have you model my life. I wouldn't encourage it, but the thing is the whole principle of county by county, if you're following that as I do, there is a tailoring that occurs that is yours to decide. See, this is the big problem that we have when we start reaching out and saying, I don't know what to do. We've become a society of servants, not a society of sovereign people. We've become a society of slaves. And I, I, I don't mean to sound so harsh on the rebuke, but we have to break from that mentality. One of the reasons that you find these cultures around the world, like Haiti is a good one, they constantly are in the cycle. I had I worked at a company where I had a, a Haitian work team, Haitian crew. They were the most difficult crew in my life ever to manage. And they literally were looking, I didn't until I understood it, they would absolutely do things like they do what they call a slow stop and they would do everything slow to constant, to cause massive frustration in the business. It just so happened that I spoke French. That was at is not as much as it used to be, but I, I was native fluent at one point and I spoke French and I went on a rage one night, one evening and working in the crew. And I, I literally went on a, a rage and tyrant in, tyrant, tyrant spiel in French and the entire crew was shaking. And then I discovered what had happened, because it took me a little investigation. You see, in their culture, when you speak French, you represent the elite class. And speaking French means that you have authority and power over them that speak Creole. And once that was established, and I I remember I kind of I kind of punched a door frame at the same time that was made of stainless steel and I dented it. So there was a little bit of anger at the moment, you might figure. Once that was established, and the French, the whole crew reverted back to their cultural state, which was what? They assumed back the role of being slaves. I didn't intend that. But that's what they did. And so then if I gave a directive, they would follow obediently and quickly. But that was the entire reverse of what I wanted because what we wanted, what I was getting frustrated with is they weren't taking responsibility and thinking for themselves. Unfortunately, that sort of mentality in our culture has settled in here as well. And it has become a place where people are looking The worship of President Trump is a big one. I've hit on this a lot. What is, President Trump's going to fix this for us. No, we are going to fix this for ourselves. The president is there simply to oversee key policies. And if you ever doubt that, go to the Proclamation of Law Day that he signed on April 29th, 2020, and read the third paragraph because he's very explicit. My role is to reduce legislation and improve business. Your role is to defend the constitution, but that message didn't get through under president Trump. And I think that for a large part of our population, it's still having a hard time settling in our greatest wealth in this country right now. And going forward, is going to be us listening to ideas, getting a framework and then invoking and empowering ourselves to do those things as they take shape in our local communities. That means that there is not a templated format of how things are done. A framework like county by county gives seven pillars. It's intentional that way. But the specifics of what to do depend on your immediate location. Whether your engagement is involvement is with the church, whether your involvement is with a daycare, whether your involvement is with a local garden association, with your involvement is with the local homeschooling association with your involvement is building up a connect a, like a connection group for faith call it a home church call it a bible study each one of these things we should each be pursuing but they will take a different form in each of our neighborhoods and each of our communities and that to me is when we start to as a society now and if and again I'm going to qualify this because I've just had way too much response in the last couple of days of stuff like people taking this personally. Look, here's the deal. If the shoe fits, put it on, man. If it doesn't, then it's not directed at you. But we're talking here about framing ideas on approaches to doing things. We're looking at framing these strategic visions of challenges and threats. When we talked last night about the child pedophile network in South Korea, I don't know how many people have been to South Korea. I have. And knowing how small those homes were, and understanding, because I actually spent time with youth over there to understand how their lives were working, the Korean youths get up around five a.m. on the average, and they spend about an hour on a. Once they get up and going, they catch. I think they catch the bus around six. They get on the bus, bus or subway. It can take them up to an hour to get to school, depending on where they're at. They're in school from seven until about five at night. They then go to some sort of after-school activity like sports or, or music. They come home around 6. They study at home their school studies until about 9. Many of the kids then will be let go a couple times a week to go to like a gaming cafe for a couple of hours, and their only socialization happens late at night on the average other than what they get at school. That's a completely different life than our school kids. So when I read about those children being blackmailed through Telegram in a national pedophile network, and it's happening within the Korean home, these homes are tiny. We're accustomed to an average home size of about 1,500 to 2,000 square feet. Korean homes' average home size is is probably 750 square feet, half. So it's a very much tighter environment. And yet it's still happening under those walls. Do you think it's going to happen here? Absolutely. Probably 10 times worse than we know. And it's all happening within the home because they're getting blackmailed. So what's my point? It's when you see something like that and you talk about a topic like that and we talk about the lack of action of humanity. If you're doing something for this, then it's the comments not directed at you. But it doesn't mean as well that we shouldn't reflect on what we are doing to improve our own actions and to get more people involved. I see Bards Nation as a group leading the way. And we are going to be pivotal, in my opinion, in helping reshape an approach in life that's going to redefine wealth, value, and most importantly, our relationship to Father. It has to. If we don't do that as a nation, we might as well throw in the towel now and go get vaxed and call it a day. Because the sins that have been performed on this country alone are so dark that if you really want to dig into it, I guarantee you're not going to sleep for a few weeks. We need to have righteous anger. We need to have that righteous fire burning within us right now. This is a war. And it's not about finding the convenience of doing things the same old way or finding a rhythm where, okay, I've just got my perfect little thing. That's all I'm going to do. Each one of us in this fight needs to be striving to do more, to lead more. My opinion, God's position, I don't know. I can guarantee it's my position, my opinion. I don't know how God feels about it, but I'm pretty sure he's right there with me on this one. And. That pushing of that window is essential. So one of the most critical things everybody's facing right now is the concern of the physical wealth, the dollars. So what is that? What's happening with that? And we've talked about that. And I live that as well. But I don't sit here and advertise it every night. You, you should be getting your money out of the bank. You should have already, if not and if not get busy, Getting your money in your 401ks redirected towards things like silver or precious metals IRAs so that your money is directly tied to precious metals. And it actually is purchasing real precious metals even though you physically don't own it. It's in a vault for you. Remember, I'm not a counselor. I'm I'm an economic or financial advisor. I'm giving you my opinions. But that's what I feel very strongly about. Or you should be buying property. Or, and here's the other or about this, there is a looming food shortage. I've been talking about this for weeks. Connect the dots. You should be putting aside, and I say this almost every night, you should be putting aside six months' worth of food at least, six months' worth of food, six months' worth of water or as much water as you can and at least have a filtration capability for water. And you need to start planning out preps if you haven't done it. You need to have seeds for at least two seasons and you better learn how to save seeds. If you live in an apartment, learn how to grow something in the apartment. If you live on in a, in a suburban house, then figure out what part of your backyard you can tear up and put in a garden. If you live in the country, build a garden and on acreage. The food is going to be the most important and item of value you've ever had. If things go as I Hope they don't, but I think they will. How's that for a phrasing? It's going to be hard to get a a slice of bread, and I'm not exaggerating. And those things aren't about some doomsday scenario. It's literally looking at the data and the facts that is coming out on farming. We are seeing an all-time low of wheat wheat planting. We are seeing a complete destruction of crops in central California with the lack of water. We've already seen farmers being told to destroy their crops and put their fields into fallow, being paid by the government to do so. And if they don't do it, then they're taxed so high that they're out of business and they lose their property. We have now killed cold at least a million point two chickens. Tyson has just done that. In fact, Tyson just shut down seven processing plants for chicken. We already went through a culling last year of pork. And the beef is next. Can you not see what's happening here? Food is going to become the, the new commodity of trade. And it's going to be a very desperate time ahead for America. They are intentionally waging war on everybody in this country using food, water, and bioweapons against you. Now we go back to county by county and you start to think back to what I was talking about two years ago. Again, I'm not tooting my horn, but patriots, I saw this coming. And I've talked about this. So when I have people say to me, again, feel my frustration here a bit. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I've been talking about it for two years. The way that we go after this Is that we individually have to regain a measure of sovereignty. We have to regain the control of our lives. And if we're not going to do that, then we're going to become victims of the system. We're in a very critical time here, and I can swing. I can go full doomsday if people want to hear that, but they don't seem to like that. I can go full pulpit tirage, kind of like I did last night over the issue of the kids and we're not doing enough because that's passionate and it should make everybody angry. And some people don't like that. This channel doesn't appease everybody. I get it. But when we're talking about wealth, wealth is a range of things. And the greatest wealth we have is the stability of our communities. That's our greatest wealth. It does not matter how much money you have. When there's no food, you're not buying your way out of this one. And if you have not started growing a garden to offset some of your food, to have something to trade, you're not buying your way out of this one. Your skills are important. If you aren't, if you're going to use your money and look at where to put your money and you look at wealth again, you should be looking at acquiring the tools needed to carry on certain skills. Do you have a carpenter kit if you work with wood that is? Completely manual that does not require any electric tools. Do you have an ability to, what do you have an ability to do with your hands? Do you have backup power for your home? Do you have skill sets that you can use to make things to trade? Do you have, are you good with welding? Right? These things, are you good with mechanics? Do you have a full set of tools to work on cars? See, this is where wealth changes because we're going to be getting into an issue of value, not just money. And it's the only way through this. As they try to squeeze down on our ability to buy in their systems, we're going to have to push back by being able to build an equity economy based on our trades. So if you're good at welding, if you're good at canning, if you're good at carpentry, if you're, and it's not going to be one thing. The more skills that you can acquire, the more wealth you're gaining and the greater value you have in bringing into the trade. Because at the end of the day, if you have a money system that's collapsing and you walk in with a chunk of silver and you say, okay, I want to buy this. And someone says, okay, look, dude, I've got a wall full of silver, but I, I need food for my family and you don't have any, you might not get what you need. So food, it becomes another one of those extremely wealthy items to own. You should have excess for others and to trade. What are those sorts of excesses? Do you have a case of vodka in your house? Not to drink, but to make tinctures and to use for antiseptics and other things. Do you have chocolate? Chocolate is one of those things that's always valuable. Right? What type of stores do you have? I mean, stores of like basics, food in terms of rice, beans, wheat. Can you hand, do you have a hand mill in your house that you can hand mill wheat? Maybe you can trade somebody the ability to hand mill their wheat for something. You have to think creatively and you have to be prepared to adapt. And if there's anything I would hope that comes out of the county by county model, it's the ability to adapt and not be dependent on someone telling people what to do. The sad part is that that model's replicated across our society in many levels. People go to church, they sit in the pew, they're told what they're told a sermon, and they go home. We don't have that sort of discipleship that was with Christ, where they're going out into the world and they're bringing God's voice into there and having to adapt and innovate. See, we've got to get back to that spirit. So in the end, wealth is a combination of many things. And the biggest thing, the wealthiest thing you can have right now is a mix of skills, a depth of food and resources to sustain yourself and be able to trade. And then, of course, that, the basics of of silver and precious metals to preserve yourself and some, and some land. That's a whole mix of things in wealth. But you're going to be a big part of that wealth. Your skills, your talents, everything that's out here is going to be necessary. And what you can do, someone else may need or may not need. But at the end of the day, as we build the fellowships, and that's another big part of this, and we're building fellowships within our neighborhoods, then we're building the connectivity to be able to trade and effectively barter. It's an equity system, as we need to. And though someone may not need one thing, they may have there may be ways that you can work through other people to get what you need it is going to be a different relationship and it's going to be relationship centric so the channel here to come full circle is designed to provide a range of information a place for people to come together to connect and we're continuing to enhance that through digital means but the lessons that we hope i hope we're taking away from this is What we learn here and gain here, we're now taking out into our own communities and we're building those out with real face-to-face connections. That has to happen. The world is falling apart as we know it. The Western world is in collapse. That's not a joke. The way it reshapes itself will be dependent to a large degree on the strength of a group that can lead with Christ and their love in God And have the capabilities to adapt, to teach other people, to innovate, and ultimately to help shape a new direction, which would be the direction of walking with God in an economy that's completely different than we've ever envisioned. The only group I know capable of that is Bard's Nation. So yeah, I probably put a lot of expectation out here, but that's okay for me. Because what's at stake is kind of big. It's humanity and this nation. And right now, there's not a better army suited than what's been growing here. And whether you realize it or not, that's the truth. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you'll guide us in these times through some very difficult and challenging moments of trying to discern the directions that we need to go. So tonight, Father, we come to you and we begin by just praying that people will seek you and seek your voice and seek your guidance to understand how and what you need them to do. Too often, Lord, and this we, we need we're here. Seeking forgiveness for this. We try to take the world on our own shoulders. We try to do things. We, we pray as if it's some mechanical format, and we don't seek your voice to guide us in your steps. So tonight, Father, we're just praying that people will seek your guidance. Hear what you need them to do as we move forward and as this army grows, as this nation grows, of true discipleships of royal blood, to be able to reshape this nation from bottom up, to have the courage to seek you and have the courage to step into the world to lead, even though they may not desire to be leaders, to have the courage to innovate, even though it might go against what the norms are, to have the courage to speak truth and speak boldly and let the voices be heard and to have the courage to hold the line and to have hard lines of things that we will accept and are acceptable and things that are intolerant to our faith. These are challenging times that each will grow and we will all grow with this, Father, and we know this. So guide us, protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. These are challenging times and to a certain degree, unsettling times and that's where pushing into father pushing into Jesus is so important because if we are not leaning into him then we're not hearing what needs to happen and we're not walking truly in that fearless way people are are concerned and the and simple answer is we can't control it what we can do is control where it goes but we can't control the fall. The fall is inevitable. And the biggest thing is, regardless of what befalls in God's hand, we should be taking upon our shoulders, in my opinion, to do everything possible to expand his kingdom and to literally bring as many people to that passionate walk with God and walking in a world that is shaped by him not by us in our greedy ways. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us and our prayers need right now, in my opinion, to really be lighting those fires of righteousness. We need to have that burn in us. It's like you're in a race right now. And I've... And If you haven't been in a highly competitive race, let me tell you, once you get going, no matter how much it hurts, no matter how much lactic acid's in your legs or your arms, you're going to power through that thing and you're going to have a victory. End of story. Or you're just going to pass out doing it. That's the intensity that we all need. Our life is not that long here. And God isn't asking that much. He's asking that we are completely focused and dedicated to him. In the end, God will win this. And we have a big mission. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, mission forward. I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now.
2: We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship